We all go a little mad sometimes. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare. Huh? Sometimes. That is what I... Hello everyone, welcome to WHM Mailbag for this Shocktober. This is uh, an episode of the Mailbag that's dropping right in the middle of our uh, Halloween spooktacular. Got a couple of emails here that we're going to read. My name's Andrew. I'm alongside Eric and Steve. Hello, fellas. Hi. There's nothing spookier than an email. That's true, because you don't know what it's going to say, right? It's like, here's an email, and it's like, you know, hey, guys, right? Is like a, is like yeah, a subject right. line you get a lot. It's like, hey, guys. And then it could be like, you know how fucking terrible your show is? And you're like, mm-hmm. ah! <laughs> that was a spooky or email. it could start off a cyber thriller. My life could permanently change mm. from an email. It's like finding that key and then you're in the game all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. Or you like you open it. It says just John. Hi. Uh, or, or John, a personal message for you. You click it and it's like, hi, I'm John from Sally Mae. You go, ah! <laughs> John from Sally Mae. I want to kick that guy in the balls. So we got some emails here that we would like to read for you we get a lot of emails so this is hard to pare down so you know if we're not reading your email you know no, no offense there's just, just a lot of emails send a sexy picture next time <laughs> no <laughs> don't do do not do john from sally may we will not fall for that shit hey maybe you'll pay your loan this time <laughs> <laughs> no i won't <laughs> delete <laughs> all right uh who wants to go first steve oh wow Put you on the spot. How, my phone locked and everything. Oh, Jesus. Here it goes. Uh, Chuck from Toronto. Hey, guys. First of all, I want to tell you how much I love the show. And he goes on like that. And it's really nice. And <laughs> makes me embarrassed to read it, so I won't. Uh, on your Secret Window episode, you mentioned having a story about the staggeringly dull Johnny Depp film, <laughs> The Tourist, but never got around to sharing it. Uh, if you end up doing another mailbag episode, I'd love to hear you share it on there. So then this is exactly your dream come true. If we wind up doing another mailbag episode, <laughs> yeah, by little... the way. Uh, thanks to Cube of the Good Work, Chuck from Toronto, which is a very nice one. So, uh, about whatever the hell the tourist came out, was it two, two years ago? A little maybe, longer than that, I think. Maybe three. Uh, we wound up, uh, me, Andrew, uh, and two guests on the show, Justin uh, J. Case and Sean Weiner, went out to uh, Massachusetts, had nothing to do. Uh, we were there for some comedy business, and it was just one of those, like, got nothing to do during the day. There was a snowstorm going on. Like, we were just in a mall with literally nothing to do. So it's like, let's go to the movies, obviously. What else are you going to do? Drive in a dangerous snowstorm to go to the movies. <laughs> so we wind up at, there's two movies playing that are only, the only two movies that were worth anything were True Grit and The Tourist. And the Coen Brothers True Grit, the, yes. new, the new one. Yes. It'd be weird if John Wayne was playing. <laughs> Well, it could have been like a, you know, a theater that does a repertory, oh, yeah. you know. That's true. <laughs> John Wayne's the tourist. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Here comes the twist ending, Pilgrim. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> hold on to their hats. You don't like Americans? 
don't tourism anywhere else. <laughs> I'll piss on you. God, he was notorious for that. A notorious pisser? <laughs> no, I'm just imagining. Oh, yeah, he probably pissed on a couple of people. Mm. I told you to get out of the way. Uh-oh, <laughs> I'm behind some Chinese people at a movie line. Better piss on him. <laughs> I mean, that's probably never happened. <laughs> that's better than an autograph. <laughs> so, I mean, it's really not a story, but really... I had seen True Grit before, and, you know, maybe within the last couple of weeks. Because, I mean, it, both of them had been – I think The Tourist just came out. True Grit was on, like, its uh, second de- dying horse leg, <laughs> you know? And I think, Andrew, you'd seen it too. I had not seen True Grit. It, oh, that's, we, Sean and I had seen True Grit. And we were Correct. like, you know – and, you know, there's, there's that time when you're like, you know – and it's always weird when that happens when you're in it, within a group and – and de- derision arises. Well, because like, we we did we made the crucial mistake of let's just go to the movies, see what's going you, on. You gotta right. plan ahead, mm. right? That I mean, that was our fault from the beginning. That's only happened to me like four times when you're that asshole. Like, mm, what's playing? Let me just look at this marquee. <sighs> Dude, and so figure many it people out. do it. You just want to start snapping necks with mm. Gerard Butler. Like, it's the <laughs> fucking worst. Just gotta know what you want. Yeah. So I mean, honestly. Sean and I saw uh, Andrew and Justin didn't, and we were like, you know what? Let's have a new experience. Let's really, and it was just it was an afternoon. There was one other person who I believe left that theater in the middle of it. <laughs> it turned into a hate watch pretty quickly, so that was fun. But it's really one of the worst movies I've ever seen. To quote you, uh, still haven't, still happy. I've never seen that movie. Uh, but I saw True Grit, and JJ and I came out whistling a jaunty tune. It's a great movie. And the two of you look like you've been punched in the stomach for two hours. So there you go, Chuck. That's, that's <laughs> promises kept. All right. Uh, let's see. I got one here from Brian who writes in. He says, uh, hey, guys, I started listening to your show recently, and I am using your back catalog to keep me smiling at work. Ooh. Well, that's good. You always got to have a smile on your face mm. in the workplace, right? Not me. Unless you work at a morgue, <laughs> some other place that deals in death. The hospital, probably don't have to smile there too often. Mm. Crematorium. Oh, crematorium, definitely. Nobody's going nobody's gonna to call you out for not smiling there. Well, unless someone brings marshmallows. <laughs> then you're all smiles. <laughs> unless you're burning that rotten creep John Wayne. <laughs> I'm uh, still alive, Pilgrim. <laughs> I survived that kiln I did. He's like Jason Voorhees. <laughs> I'm going to piss on you. <laughs> I'll piss on that mass murdering undead moron. Uh, anyway, back to Brian's email. Sorry. Says, uh, I have one question. What is this station you reference? It sounds like a character that looks like a troll and has magic powers. <laughs> Thanks for making a great show, Brian. Well, Brian, Station, of course. Well, he figured it out pretty much. I mean, he did figure it out. It's the disgusting uh, creature that somehow helps them save the world in Bill and Ted's bogus journey. Yeah, like when they go to... I just actually rewatched this movie. Oh, and, nice. Like, I've been meaning to do so. It's a stay tuned. Anyway. Uh, Perfect. He, they go to heaven because, you know... The, they're such good guys because they don't smoke or drink or do anything, which is weird. You you would think they'd be constantly fucked up throughout those movies. I mean, aren't they? Isn't it supposed to be like a stoned without smoking situation? Yes. So I mean, they yeah, yeah. It's just off screen kind of a thing. They're just getting real high. Yeah, it's like Keanu Reeves keeps getting up to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so they get killed by robot clones. They go to heaven, <laughs> and it's like 
And it's weird because it's not really defined, but I think they're either an alien or a troll from the center of the earth. And it's like, oh, this is the smartest being. Like they're like, we need the smart, smartest being in the universe to get us through what we need to have, what need to, needs to happen, and to again beat two robots that look like Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves. And yeah. they find this, these creatures in heaven. Yes, they find them in heaven. It's interesting. They, they're gifted to them, like by God. Like, am I remembering right? There's a scene where I they meet so. God, and yeah. it's like a little like glowing orb. Yeah. Is it voiced by someone? No, they don't, they, they, I don't. I don't believe God gets into the act. Like they just kind of they just do in heaven. Yeah, they just oh, okay. do a bit. They they do a bit for God, and then like something happens, and then like I think maybe it's one of those like oh he just said something or other. Oh, okay. God goes to do some coke in the bathroom. <laughs> they bump into these trolls. But what's interesting about this is is station, which are these two trolls, once they merge and become a bigger troll? Mm-hmm. Is, yeah, is that what happens? I haven't they, seen this movie in like 15 they years. They are station, but then they become station. Mm-hmm. That's like, right. Station. And Frank Welker voiced, so obviously. Of course. Oh, station. <laughs> That's another $47,000 that guy made <laughs> for making blubbering animal noises. You want to know who's got shit figured out? It's fucking Frank Welker. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's he, who. He's conned us all. <laughs> but what's interesting about Station in Heaven, and we'll get to this on the actual episode, but I want to know how these guys died to get there. <laughs> oh, how Station died? Yeah. Oh, it was definitely autoerotic exfixy station. It's oh, the, it, both of them were doing it at the same time, watching each other. Oh, yeah, it was the same necktie, like a double-ended dildo. Oh, wow, that's it was, pretty it messed was, up. It was that, or John Wayne sucker punched them. <laughs> I'm gonna get you right in the big nose, troll. <laughs> or maybe their mother put them in the back of a station wagon and drove that into a, a lake. And that's why it's Station. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> They were like Barry and Larry troll, and then they got put in the back of a wagoneer, and it was just like, Station! <laughs> as they drown in a lake. I like that. It could be what happened. Very we don't good. know. We'll never know. But then they <laughs> fuck each other and turn into Whoa. a very large man who builds other robots. It's really oh, yeah, fucking he's great gross. At building robots. It's he's a- like a robotics expert. Yeah. Even you, though he's a magical troll. I mean, if you... <laughs> Even though, <laughs> if you did listen to this show, you would think that that was the most important scene in cinema history. No, like, and by think- the way, so when we say station, it's the the two of them, Bill and Ted, when they see station, yeah. just goes station, <laughs> and and so that's that's what we're referencing. That stupid fucking movie. Uh, so there you go, Brian. Hope that answered all your questions and more. Eric, I believe you have an email. Oh. Oh. <laughs> So uh, this one is titled, My Tom Berenger Dad Story. Ooh. Hi, guys. Your bit about having a Tom Berenger crazy father got me to thinking about my own experiences with my friend's crazy slash angry father. (laughs) Everybody's got one. (laughs) Back in high school, I was spending the night over at my buddy's house. That's when he usually strikes. (laughs) We were nerds, so we were going to be a, uh, a fun evening of role-playing games and all the Mountain Dew you could drink. Let me tell you, that's why Dad was upset. <laughs> God damn it. If you were tossing that pig skin out back, I wouldn't have any fucking problem with it. Fucking 12-sided, die my ass! <laughs> For reasons I can't really remember, I arrived really late, about midnight. My friend's parents were already asleep, and he let me in the back door. We were up until about 4 a.m. in his kitchen, taking, <laughs> talking as quietly as possible. 
I guess the sound of the polyhydral dice. Am I, I, Polyurethane? I think it's. Uh, I think it's one of those Dungeons and Dragons dice. Okay, yeah, it's the twelve sided yeah, die. No, I, I, right. I don't know. What the, I don't know what the material it's made out of. Station. <laughs> it's made out of station. Uh, so the dice woke up the father, I guess, who came downstairs and gave a firm, "What are you doing up?" <laughs> I guess that's not even my Tom. That's not a Tom Berenger. No, I forget. Just, I forget how to access it. It's just like it's, kind, it's almost gotta, kind of a John Wayne. You gotta, it's a little bit of a god. I was yeah. in Viet fucking damn. Yeah, I had a stroke in Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing up? I thought Rob wasn't coming over. Get to bed now. So we went to so we went to sleep. Uh, the next thing I knew, my friend's father was waking us up at about seven thirty in the morning. He came downstairs again and sternly said, "Time to get up, guys. <laughs> Rob's got to go home." Oh no, <laughs> that's Rob. tough. Wow. Ooh. The 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 in the third person, you've got to go home. That's always rough. Yep. Because it makes you into some weird plaything object, it's like. Oh, you know, Steve's got to go home. Like, I'm right. Oh, here, you so. put that Steve away for the day. <laughs> <laughs> you throw Steve out the back door where you found him. Uh, so, we, so we got so we got ready and headed up to the kitchen. My buddy got some cereal, and as we sat there eating, his father came back downstairs and said, "I didn't say you could eat breakfast." <laughs> oh, no oh, come way. on! I said Rob has to go. <sighs> <laughs> wow. So I left my half-eaten bowl of raisin bran and pedaled my bike home. My buddy and I had a good laugh about it later. I was going to say, did you ever see him again? <laughs> but it was pretty terrifying at the time. I didn't say you could. Remains our favorite reference to this day. <laughs> and then he says how he likes our program. And uh, he's glad we're back on the air. And so and so am I. And... Uh, this was from Rob. So thank you, Rob. God, that's terrifying. You know, I mean, I'm sure your buddy's laughing about it, but your buddy's got a lot more stories that he's letting you know about. Well, that's, I mean, that's why I said, like, everybody has one, right? So, like, we had, a, we had like, we had grade school get canceled one day because of a snowstorm. Mm. Like, in upstate New York, when it starts really coming down, like, they don't fuck around. Like, yeah. they'll send you home or whatever. And at the time, I lived, like, walking distance from the grade school. So we we walked to school every day. So I just went over to my friend's house. He was like, oh, half day yeah. school. That's cool. Go over. We fucking opened the front door. And his dad, like, the way the house was set up was, like, when you open the front door, you could look right towards the back of the house into the kitchen. And they had a table. And so we opened the door. And this dude's dad is sitting at the kitchen table. This is like, it's no later than 1.30 in the afternoon. I'm loving this story already. He's sitting there with a tum- an empty tumbler and a bottle of Jack Daniels just on the table. And he slowly turns to the door and just goes, what are you doing here? And I was like, I'm going to go play in my own yard. <laughs> I'm like backed out of the house. I mean, but that's a good day of drinking, though, man. You know, it's like a kids a, are at school a coming week, down outside. Mm-hmm, weekday afternoon. You just got some silence. Like now I look at it as a 30 year old man. I'm like, that's fucking great. Mm-hmm. But yeah. at the time, you know, you're like nine years old. I was like, oh, my God. What's the uh, shirt situation? Fully clothed. Okay, that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, what's the uh, pants situation? <laughs> 
<laughs> Everything was still on, thank God. I mean, it was houseware. It was like sweats and a ratty, you know, white V-neck. You wake up, be like, oh, you know, man, I'm going to get, not only am I going to get drunk today, but I'm going to do a total Donald Duck, no pants all day. <laughs> shirt, though, for sure. Oh, shirt, though, because I can't I even never be bothered that. to look at myself. I what? Can, I could never Donald Duck it. You don't hang around the house with your pants off? No, well, I, well I'm, <laughs> I'm saying I'm not wearing a shirt. Are <laughs> oh, yeah, you going all the way? You can't go halfway? Um, I, I just realized I, I stepped into a doozy here. I don't, I don't want to give too much away about my personal life. Eric is a never nude, uh, just like <laughs> Tobias Funke. They usually have jorts on. <laughs> Showering in jorts. <laughs> jorts and a jort shirt as well, which is just another pair of jorts that I put my through the armhole. And then there's a, I guess there's, a, I cut a butthole through to put my head out. So you truly are never nude. That's right. Uh, Steve, do you have another one, or am I going again? Yeah, I think you're going again. I don't have it up. Okay. Um, so Adam writes in. He says, uh, hi, guys uh, from Australia. I just discovered your page, and it's hilarious. Uh, I really enjoyed your Jaws 3 and 4 episodes. I'm just beginning uh, listening to Friday the 13th, A New Beginning. Great stuff. Have you ever thought of doing one on Friday the 13th, Part 8, or Jason X? Uh, Adam. So I just wanted to read this because it's hilarious because we're recording our episode on uh, technically Friday the 13th part nine, which is Jason Goes to Hell the Final Friday. But Mm -hmm. I wanted to mention that in preparation for Jason Goes to Hell, which I was pretty certain is the worst Friday the 13th movie. I was like, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to rewatch Jason X just to be sure. Just to be sure. sure. I know there's some other bad ones, but just to be sure, I'm going to rewatch that Jason X. Let me tell you, Jason Goes to Hell the Final Friday is the single worst Friday the 13th movie. The absolute worst, hands down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with you there. I, I, uh, I, just, I just hate it so much. Well, because you know what Jason X is? It's, it's, uh, it's stupid fan fiction. It's like, oh, man, what would happen if Jason went to outer space? Yeah. Which is fine. Like, it's stupid, but it's fine. Like at least it's a thing, right. and it doesn't try to be like part of the mythology. The mythology or, yeah. in any way. Like it's clearly detached from that. And the same thing with Freddy versus Jason. Honestly, yeah. well, I mean, it, 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 that's it's kind of your sequel territory of who gives a shit at this point. You know right. what I mean? Like, I yeah, don't know, why not? He's going to fucking space. You're gonna. You're going to give me shit about this? I'm just trying to make a movie here, all right? <laughs> and besides, you got like David Cronenberg in there playing a scientist. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Cronenberg liked it. Cronenberg yeah. was like, I, I get it. Yeah, I can do this, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, I mean, with regard to eight, I oh, see yeah, go those ahead. could be, you know, maybe down the line when we're treading water, we might. Those might be episodes. I don't know. A few <laughs> few years down the road. Well, I would say don't play our cards. When Jason X because I'm like, oh man, those guys got nothing left. Oh, yeah, exactly. When, I remember when they said this. Once they do this one, they're running on fumes. That's right. It's like um, that prophetic Simpsons song. What the prophetic uh, Simpsons when song? they you know when they do the spinoff thing where it's like you'll never stop the Simpsons. Oh, like, and it goes on and on, and he sings about like all the shit that's terrible about. Shows it lasts too long. Oh, and then it's yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're, you're very Ooh. right. Um, what I would say about Jason Takes Manhattan, though, is that it's not really an episode because it's a really boring movie. Right. It's super, it's like ultra 80s to the point where, like, 
you can see the progression of the 80s in this in these movies and like that's the movie where everybody's doing cocaine it's like the party movie of the series you know, that might be good for like a commentary cuz we could we could talk about the beautiful sights of Vancouver. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he doesn't actually go to Manhattan in that movie. There's like a Times Square bit, but like the start of the movie, like him going to Manhattan on the boat. It's like there's these gigantic mountains, and I'm like, this is not New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like the most gorgeous mountain range, and it's yeah, it's like it's Canada. It's like yeah. West Canada, and it, they never really truly explain how you're getting a big cruise ship out of a lake and onto <laughs> the ocean what, uh, what what connecting body of water or yeah there's nothing there that really you know optimus prime just picks it up and walks it over to the river have a good day cruise ship <laughs> this is my job now i take it very seriously i make sure that murderers get where they need to go <laughs> We made peace with the Decepticons, so I got a job hauling ships. <laughs> it's a living. So, to answer your question, Adam, who knows? Maybe we will. But I like your idea of some Friday the 13th commentary. I'm into that idea. That yeah, would be pretty great. Yeah, it could be uh, a raucous good time. <laughs> so, there you go. Were you pulling up another one? Yeah, I just pulled up another oh, one. Oh, cool. Uh, it's the werewolf one, which I think is appropriate. Oh, yes. For All Hallows' Eve, uh, which is... Uh, Lisa has this to say. Uh, should werewolves be portrayed as half man, half wolf, or should the person turn into a wolf? What do you think is the best portrayal of a werewolf? Right. So, so Lisa's asking, you know, right. wolf man versus like the Twilight movies where they just turn into a wolf. Yeah. I think you should do a half seas. Top yeah. half human, bottom half wolf. <laughs> like, oh, like, like a, a centaur? centaur? Yeah, I sort of. No. How is that thing going to stand up? Well, no, no, no. Um, like it'll walk. You walk around on your 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 hands, uh -huh. but you have wolf legs and like a wolf tail and uh -huh. like a wolf junk. Right. I mean, but the most. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the wolf junk is very important. I'm not saying it's a good idea. Well, I'm I would just be concerned if that was the kind of werewolf, right? Like, or maybe the other way around. Well, because yeah, because a werewolf a human butt hanging out. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, just a little like just flabby ass, right? Yeah. Like, well, because the whole like. Scary part of a werewolf is like your front claws yeah. and the mouth. Yeah, you don't yeah. have a fucking wolf head. There's nothing, nothing doing. Or like yeah. a sort of wolf head. I think you got to go. What if your back becomes a wolf head? <laughs> that's so you had a that's human kind of head. Wolfish. You got a human head, right? And then on uh, the back of your body's got a wolf head. So then, if you went down on all fours, so then you'd like, look you like could... a wolf. But then you stand up, you're just a regular dude. But yeah, but you. Can... Ah, I got you. <laughs> that way you got two mouths so you could bite your way out of any situation. Oh, I see. It's like uh, James Earl Jones in that second Exorcist movie. <laughs> it's got that big lion hat on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, you're, you're thinking of uh, Coming to America. <laughs> I think, you know, I, I do think that, I think you need to look vaguely wool. I, I, you got to go halfway. And I mean, I think you're mixing all parts, Eric. We're not, we're not just picking and choosing. Oh, it's a good sorry. blend. It's not a noticeable, like, that part's the dude <laughs> and that part's the wolf. I think, you know, you, but it, there has to be, I think you need a snout, first and foremost. Definitely need some kind of a snout. You don't have lips, you know, where you're talking. Teen Wolf always bugged me. Like, he's not a werewolf. He's just like a dude. 
He's, he's a fucking National Enquirer story. Yeah, he looks more like a Bigfoot for sure. You know, I, yeah, he does look more like a Sasquatch. I, you, you need like wolf ears, wolf mouth, and you know, just kind of halfway. I think, and my favorite werewolf movie is American Werewolf in London. I think that's. I mean, that is like the standard by mm-hmm. which all werewolves should look because i i've only seen two of those twilight movies yeah and i hate that they just turn into wolves they're just like big wolves like bigger yeah. than your average wolf but like gives a shit. No. i like it when they turn back into twinks <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's your favorite part of those movies yeah it's all right whatever happened to taylor lautner i don't know not much he did that uh he did a solo movie where he was like Trying to be the tough guy. Oh, it was like, uh, it was like, it was, yeah, Abduct- it was yeah, like abducted, it, I think. Abducted. It was taken with Taylor Lautner. Yeah, you're totally oh, right. Jeez, come on. See you later, Taylor Lautner. Yeah, yeah. so that's the end of him. He was, last <laughs> thing I saw him in was that Grown Ups picture. Oh, right. He's in Grown Ups right. 2. Grown Ups uh, 2, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, you're totally right. Yeah, he's doing that. And I saw movies uh, with both Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson at New York Film Festival this year. So, so uh, Taylor Lautner. Eric, you got one more? Yeah, they'll try to keep this brief. It's very dirty. It's uh, from Andrew, not Jupin. <laughs> Are you uh, sure? It's called Notes on Time Cop. <laughs> Howdy, please read this as soon as sandwichly possible. Well, we got to it when we could. Yeah. Uh, I had a sandwich today. It was pretty good. Uh, (laughs) I saw Time Cop for the first time in theaters with my mom. Ouch. She was a big fan of what we call kick-butt movies. Mm -hmm. Her favorite was Arnold. Oh, just like me. But she still had room in her heart for the likes of Steven Seagal and, of course, JCVD. Just Just like like Eric. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, this is the date f- his mom, man. Uh, shit, I gotta. I, uh, Andrew, <laughs> right in <laughs> again. <laughs> this is the first movie I remember having that awkward thing happen where suddenly and unexpectedly I'm watching JCVD's flexing ass thrusting into a young Mia Sarah's, and then he uses a different word that I'm not going to say, while sitting right next to my mom. These situations would, would cause a moral quandary of mo- monumental proportions. I think he's blowing it out of proportion a little bit, actually. <laughs> I had to mentally detach my mother's presence while placing Mia Sarah's nude sexed up bod into my ever so important spank bank. No, that's a separation you can't make successfully. No, it's not, not, not okay. You got to... D- detach. That's one less well, movie you can use as a resource now. You think it's tainted forever, then? Of course it is. But he said that he had to mentally detach my mother's presence. So no, he detached. probably tried his best. <laughs> Need I'm just saying, it's creeping tough. in there. Yeah. Well, he does go on to say that he's sexually confused okay. to this day. But I guess because of this experience. Well, like he gets aroused when time cops on. Or what Who does is, it? Or what is? Uh, yeah, that, well, it's more or, Ron Silver than anything. I was going to say, I see Bruce McGill in that movie. Look out! <laughs> the, I mean, <laughs> there was, I mean, because my family was this way too, where like we weren't so stringent on the R. You know what I mean? Like if it looked like yeah. a, an okay movie, let's just go. Fuck it. Yeah. I saw my cousin Vinny in theaters. Like it's that's fi- fine. You know, it's fine. Like they weren't they weren't real. Did prudish. that go right to your spank bank? <laughs> it did. Oh, you're Italian anyway. You heard all that stuff a thousand times exactly. by that point. <laughs> exactly. Whenever a, a, a 
a brassy woman stomps on a deck floor, I get aroused. <laughs> She's talking about her biological clock. <laughs> and then I also think of my mother. <laughs> like you would. Yeah. and uh, Well, he goes on to say that, thanks for unintentionally bringing up that very strange memory. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. If, if us just talking about that movie brought it back up, him thinking about it all by himself, yeah. like, you can't separate. No. You got to leave that movie out of the repertoire. Like, it's, you can't. It's over with. Well, and you know what? I'm sure there's other R-rated action movies from the 90s that have that exact same <laughs> scene because 90s action movies loved doing that. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Fucking nothing, <laughs> but, but nothing, nothing. With, with Mia Sarah. If, if that's the case. Or you JCVD. Have... I mean. Well, JCVD we, also, you know. Well, has he, has he done any more nudity? He's had to have, right? He, I mean, he, he's, he's flashed those cheeks a few times. I mean, I, I think we need to get like a cheat collection going on here <laughs> like figure out which ones that dude yeah. it's the start of your new show cheek to cheek with eric siska <laughs> you just I start got... talking about men's buns and movies speaking of men's buns oh this one's from real life i'm gonna quickly say <laughs> i uh me and my wife I'm at the bus station the other day <laughs> it's okay me and my wife yeah, sure Saw a uh, a play with uh, John Lithgow, and uh, oh. I I saw John Lithgow's naked buns in this play. How, how what are we talking? It was. It's not bad. It's fuller than mine. I it was, <laughs> yeah. it was pretty nice. <laughs> well, taut. You're saying? Yeah. You know, I this think John Lithgow is in better shape than I am. <laughs> <laughs> Man, the sad fact is. <laughs> He is a good 30 years older than anyone that has been on this show, period. Yes. Yeah. And is in better shape than anyone who's been on this show, period. Oh, we're recording this on a Thursday. I just told you guys before we went on the air, I literally saw him in person on Monday on an escalator. He looked great. <laughs> he looked great, and I looked like shit. <laughs> it, was like, it was like if you were to stop both of us and be like, what are you doing? He would be like... I'm going to work on the Broadway show I'm in. And I'd be like, I'm going to a parking garage so I can get my car and go to work. I left some Cheetos in the parking garage. I think they're still good. That attendant better not have eaten them out of my coin tray. They, they, they were the puffy kinds of Cheetos, but they've probably now matured into the crunchy. So they're, it's, it's still good. I'm having a spring salad. Goodbye, Andrew. <laughs> Uh, oh, hey, speaking of male nudity, I yeah. wanted to address something because it's very obnoxious. So um, I've, I've been seeing all these like it's all over like the Huffington Post because like someone wrote this article like how to catch Ben Affleck's penis in Gone Girl. Yeah. And it's like articles about yeah. it. Right. And, like, here's where it's cut. You know what? Just watch the movie because there's a scene where Ben Affleck gets in a shower and he's naked. And that's when you see his penis. So my article for how to see Ben Affleck's penis in Gone Girl. Just go see Gone Girl. Yeah. That's how you do it. Ooh. Why are we writing articles about this? <laughs> Think pieces. Yeah. And relax, folks. Once it hits Blu-ray, there'll be pics. Mr. Skin's going to be all over it. Don't worry. <laughs> Mrs. Skin. <laughs> or is it Ms. Skin? I don't know if she's wed to Mr. Skin. <laughs> they might be brother and sister. It's true. That's a really weird family. Happy holidays from the Skins. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> That's gross. If you want to be featured on WHM Mailbag, write into us. We all hate movies at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Tate. Eric Siskin. Take it easy. <laughs> <laughs>